Hi, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Female Firesides podcast. Today, we're shaking some things up. It's going to be a little bit of a different conversation. I have the perfect guest on to accompany me on this on this journey. So we're going to call this a casual Friday chat. Um, so instead of interviewing my guests and talking about how they kind of got started in their business, we're, we're going to talk um, about magic in our businesses. Uh, so without further ado, um, my guest today, is, her name is Carolina Bolt, and she is so many things, and it is so hard to describe her in just a few words, but in short, she is a mentor for misfits. Um, she refers to herself as a liberation catalyst, and she's here to shake shit up. And I'm so excited to have you here, Carolina. How are I'm you? excited to be here. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. Before we get started, I'm actually going to light my candle and burn a little bit of sage because that's, that's what we do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got some um, lavender that I'm, that I'm burning today that's going to smell mm-hmm. really nice. I'm very excited about mm. that. Yeah. So I think today what we're going to discuss, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but I think we're going to talk about like magic in our businesses and how we are different because we are very, very different in our businesses. Um, you know, everyone's heard of mentors and coaches and everyone's heard of digital marketers, but we are so very different in our roles. And I think this is a great opportunity to talk about that and why that's so important and why that's important for anyone listening, who's looking to work with someone who's a different kind of soul, who's not just like your one of the mill um, kind of entrepreneur. So happy Friday, Carolina, even though we're not recording this on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a question. Like, first off, I'm wondering, would you refer to yourself as a witch when we're talking about magic? Yeah, I would say so. Um, and that was a hard thing for me to like come out as because I was raised very Christian and it was like, oh my gosh, witches are evil. Mm-hmm. And turns out witches are actually just empowered women who wander through the forest and move with the moon and like play in waterfalls. <laughs> and who know things in their bones. Who listen to their intuition, right? Yeah. Yeah. So once I kind of learned that, I was like, huh, so they're really not evil. <laughs> they're not these crazy um, devil worshiping, like, you know, Satanists kind of like giving their soul to the devil kind of thing. No, no, that's actually not, not witchcraft at all. In fact, I mean, if a man comes along and offers his soul as an <laughs> offering, I'm like, yeah, sure. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. So you and I have known each other for, is it, is it going to be two years this fall? It's going to be so, two years soon, yeah, I think so. Two years this October. So Carolina is part of um, the Fuck Yeah community, which I've talked about a number of times on my Instagram account, uh, which is just a an amazing community, free community for women. And every three weeks they do these incredible events called the Nourishment, where you literally just show up as you are and you answer the question, they put you in breakout rooms of like two to three women and you answer the question, what do I need right now? 
So if you need to scream, cry, laugh, celebrate, whatever that is, like it is such an amazing group of women to just support you, whatever is going on in your world without judgment, you know, without anything like that. Um, and that is where I first experienced Carolyn <laughs> <laughs> was in one of those nourishments. I had started following her on Instagram, whose account, by the way, I will say is disobey with grace. So if that, yeah, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't scream at you, like go find her now, disobey with grace. Um, and yeah, you posted about it and I joined and I was like, these are my people. <laughs> And it's, it's just been amazing ever since. Um, mm. but, you know, I don't know that, like, how did you become something that's so out of the box? A liberation catalyst. Like mm. how, how did that transformation, how did you bring that kind of into your business? Mm, I think the, like the raw material was my upbringing. Also like super Christian family, super strict parents. I've been working very hard because I grew up on a farm mm -hmm. and like I felt like I was being raised in a cage like no own opinion no own decisions just follow the orders and like take care of the animals and like of all the stuff in the household I felt like I I kind of gotten lost in some Cinderella nightmare-ish kind of thing and I worked so hard when I finished school with like 19 I felt like I was I was ready for retirement I was so exhausted and I like I didn't even know how to how to move in the world without all those all those like you know constrictions and like feeling caged and I didn't know how to make um, informed choices and like good decisions so I've been struggling for my entire 20s I guess Mm -hmm. um, just sprinkle in some cancer and battles in court to like keep my child and um, all kinds of funny, crazy shit that no one <laughs> would wish for. <laughs> wow. um, and so there was this, this hunger inside of me, like physical hunger, um, emotional hunger, spiritual hunger for something that felt nurturing, that felt supportive, that felt like, um, like, like I could be myself, like I could learn how I am. And like my parents always refer to me as like being the difficult one. <laughs> I am very familiar with that myself. Like I was, I was expressive. I was lively. They would yeah. beat it out of me and just like try to silence me whenever like possible. But like, I mean, I grew up feeling pretty muted, but it never went really away. And I think in my early 30s, I started weird shit, maybe some planetary transits. I don't know. But um, I had kind of really, uh, I started a blog. I started working with a mentor who like founded this huge magical community. Uh, I worked for her. Um, I mentored with her. And I just started writing like a mad woman. And that was I mean, I've been in th I've been in therapy for for many years, but writing and like really processing all this stuff that felt so unfair, like so hard and so like I didn't deserve this and like I deserve better. There was so much anger inside of myself and I didn't know how to work with that. And I felt bad for being so freaking angry all the time. <laughs> 
it was it was terrible. I was like, where's this coming from? Where can I put it? Like I can't function with all this anger in my system. And I found I found a way. I channeled it in my writing. And like I, I published countless articles and people found me and um, they were like, who are you and where have you been? <laughs> like there's someone who's vocal about all these things, who expresses their emotions. And I was like, I, I couldn't care less anymore if I'm received well or if someone just like hates on me. And like, you don't have to be in my corner, you can go somewhere else because right now like i'm old enough and i'm in my 30s now and i've i'm done with this shit i'm too old for this shit i'm not longer putting up with like being muted or catering to other people's expectations because it's suffocating like i'm dying while i'm breathing and this is not okay i love all of that i so relate to so much of that because i too like was silenced really as it i mean mm -hmm. i would like and i you know i i truly believe my parents at the time thought that they were doing what was best for me. Sure. But like, it was so not what was best for me. Like they, like even in high school, I was like 17 years old and they were telling me that I was not allowed to pick my own friends, that they would, they would tell me who I was allowed to be friends with. As if that ever worked. <laughs> that ever worked. And here I am like rule breaker extraordinaire. And I'm like, oh, is this how this gonna go down? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that, that does, does not work for me. You know, that kind of thing. And like my mom, ugh, she would force me to write Bible verses every single day before I left for school. Like I was in high school, 17 years old, forced me to write Bible verses. And she thought that if she just forced me into this little box, forced me into religion, that I would eventually come around and like accept it. And I did the complete opposite. So like, like if you're wanting your kids to be one way, Forcing them to do it is never going to be the way to get nowhere, ever. But yeah, I felt like, like you said, writing, writing is like such a great way to like, not just like express yourself, but to get all those yucky feelings and yucky experiences and just shit out of your system. It's almost like a release for me. Yeah when I'm writing, like I get experiences out, bad memories, things that, you know, of my past that I don't like, or just any, any kind of experience, whenever I'm feeling a strong emotion, that's when I typically write my best. And when I write and like, get that out, it's like, oh, I feel so much better now. I'm sure you would agree. My runs are infamous. <laughs> Meanwhile, like every time I'm like, Oh, like this is shit this sucks and I, I'm sitting down and and just start writing and then I hit post and I'm like oh my god what am I doing and people just love it I thought it would be like inconvenient or you know um, not accepted to rent all the time but there's a lot to rent about <laughs> there is I, I love I love to like create these these channels for myself like these spaces for myself where I can just be myself and sometimes I'm, I'm candid and like oh, everything feels amazing but oftentimes like in, in in these times shit just sucks and we are not supposed to just like suck it up and like be quiet about it that's how we fucking got here I know I know and I'm the same way like sometimes I because I feel like a lot of what I show like on Instagram, like how I, like I'll share, like, cause I'm a digital nomad. So I'll share a lot of that, but like, I feel like I share a lot of like the shit stuff 
and I'll be like posting something. I'm like, aren't they sick of hearing about this yet? <laughs> but they never are. They never are because if you're going through something, chances are other people are too. And when you talk mm-hmm. about it, when you put light on that situation or that feeling or that emotion or that experience, it's going to draw people out of the woodworks mm-hmm. to like engage right back with you and to share their stories as well. So, you know, anyone listening to this today, I very much encourage you if you've been kind of hiding yourself on social media or to, you know, your email list or however you show yourself to, to, to your, to your people, uh, I encourage you to get vulnerable, share the hard shit. Um, because it, it really does inspire other women when we hear, oh my gosh, this person's going through something similar that I'm going through. And they're talking about it. I don't feel so bad now. I thought it was just me. Like, it's so inspiring when we hear these stories from, from others. So, I mean, I know I'm going to keep sharing all the crazy stuff <laughs> and talking about Please. uncomfortable stuff. Um, so I'm curious. Um, so you asked me in the beginning, I'll ask you now. And I think I know the answer. <laughs> so do you consider yourself a witch? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you and I are, are very different and we've kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, so, you know, you said like the easiest like term for people to, to digest about you as a mentor for misfits, but it's so much more than that. <laughs> I think I really distilled it down in, in the name of my brand that came through me while I was drying the dishes in the kitchen, like wondering like what's the main theme in my life and I've been asking myself this question for many years and a couple of years just in my kitchen on a fine summer day in the afternoon I'm standing there with a towel in hand and like a plate in the other and suddenly it hit me I'm like you know what I fucking disobey with grace I've done this my entire life and this is it and so I tried different things because like my last name is, is really cool. It's, it's bold. So I, I exper- experimented and called my, my Insta, my brand, the bold thing, because I encourage people to do the bold thing and yeah. to, to, to tear the rules to shreds and to write their own rules yeah. um, and do the scary shit and the uncomfortable shit. Um, and I'm there all the way holding their hands. I'm like, yeah, you've got this, you've got this. And I'm here and you're doing great. And then they come to me like, but I'm so fucking scared. And <laughs> I, I, I guide them through the scary bits to the point where it feels good and where it feels like they can finally breathe and be themselves. Like it feels like they're living in alignment, sometimes for the first time in their lives. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I do. And for that to get there, you have to disobey with grace. You can't keep playing by the rules that are imposed from like outside forces and entities alignment is a big thing for me right it is for a lot of women because we go through life you know and I've talked about this before on this podcast but we're taught as women from a very young age that the only way we are good women is if we are good for other people first (laughs) I know and so we're brainwashed with that our entire lives and then we get to our adult lives and so many women, I, I pretty much every woman I have spoken to in the past like five years are all on the same page. They're like, something doesn't feel right. 
this, my life doesn't feel right. I'm missing something. I feel called for more, like all of those, like, you know, buzz trend words, but it's, it's happening. And Mm -hmm. it comes from the fact that we're trying to be these, these roles for all these people in our lives and we're neglecting ourselves. And so finding that true alignment and truly living for you, like that is something that is huge for me. And sometimes digging. Yeah. It was such a game changer for me. I was like in a relationship, in a safe relationship for nine years. And I was like adapting, adapting so nicely. And I would like cater to everyone's needs. I would raise a child. I would have a dog, a beautiful garden. We didn't have a picket fence, but the feeling, you know, was, was very similar to that. Um, and towards the end of those nine years, I started like getting, like feeling really unsettled and like, started I started to get rebellious and I was like this is not it like this is nice but this is not for me and like my 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 partner then said to me like what's happening with you why are why are you so rebellious like I he said I like the old you better and that was when I knew (laughs) something had to change and that was like the, the beginning for me to break free from that life, from all those bullshit stories that I'd been taught, that I had internalized and started wondering, so, but what, what is my story? What story do I want to live? Like, I want a plot twist like now. Yeah. I, I like to say that I tried the, the white picket life and it wasn't for me because mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Like I was, I was married for, I guess it was a little over seven and a half years. And I just, something just always felt off for me. Mm -hmm. It just, I felt like I just went nicely into a little role. You know, I was in this nice little neat little package. Like, you know, here I am, wife extraordinaire. I cook dinner. Like, and it was, (laughs) I mean, I still love to cook. Like, that's just the thing I love. But like, it just felt it just, it, it felt like I need something more. I, something more, you know, I, I can't Me too. other than that. I was the perfect mom, the, the perfect partner, like the perfect host, like everything perfect. And I was really young back then. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you can imagine, but it was like really like turned inwards and shy and insecure and yes. felt like, and felt like, am I really deserving this? Because I was like on paper, I was, I was living the perfect life, a really nice life. And I had everything and still I was unhappy. And that's also like, like a pandemic um, among women because many women don't feel like they are entitled um, to speak up or to change something because on paper, like there's nothing to complain about. You've got a good life. Like you, you, you really got it good. And to be like, yeah, that's right. And I want more or I want something different like like now (laughs) I'm like I'm spending time with three men and I I'm exploring like my kinky side and I've never felt more alive and more powerful and I'm just taking what I want and sometimes I'm looking at myself and I'm like who are you (laughs) (laughs) how did that happen how did I go from from there to here like what happened um but I love it like it's it's so liberating to be able to be myself to have friends who love me for who I am and who are like who who don't feel intimidated by me being loud and like demanding and like emotional and like all those things basically me being in my feminine yeah 
you we, have- we need that and and if if you're listening to this to this and you're feeling like you don't have that stay close to us and like get into the spaces that we're holding because that's that's where the good shit happens where and where you get the support and the connections that are nourishing and like where you can come as you are and are celebrated and embraced for that and held and witnessed and not like oh what is she doing like what is she thinking why does she want this where where all these desires come like this is dirty this is nasty like this is not like appropriate i'm all here for all the inappropriate stuff (laughs) (laughs) oh my god my that's the spice of life my mom's favorite thing to say to me growing up was like we needed to i needed to act ladylike (laughs) i wish you all could see my face right now (laughs) (laughs) if you're watching this on youtube you are but like yeah no it's like ladylike like i just Mm want to gag when i hear that phrase (laughs) i mean if we want to like if we fancy to act ladylike we can do that we can slip into it like like in a like in a silky dress or something and then next moment we're like no but i want to get dirty and i and i want to have fun and i want to have i want to have like other things that are not ladylike at all exactly yeah no it i i feel you so much bless your mom (laughs) yes i know god love her rest her soul it's Mm -hmm. you know and i i just going back to you were mentioning like being around people that don't judge you that just accept you that truly love you so like I I don't speak to any of my mom's family anymore um because of the fact that I was constantly like every decision I made in my life I was always met with some kind of oh you can't be doing that Oh, why are you doing that? And then I had to sit there and I had to justify it at every family event or every Mm -hmm. phone call. I had to sit there and, and try to persuade them as to why this was the best decision for me at the time. Like for instance, I did not take my ex-husband's last name. Very glad I didn't do that now, but I (laughs) never, ever wanted to take another man's last name. I just didn't. And my aunt literally sends me a message and goes, what would Jesus say? I was like, what? 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 You're fucking kidding me? <laughs> and it got to the point where like talking to, to my family in any capacity left me in a rash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would get off the phone with them and I would be covered from like, just like my chest up would be all these red splotches. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my body is having a visceral like reaction to speaking to them. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop for the foreseeable future. We'll see where this goes. And that was, I guess, almost, was it four years ago? I haven't spoken to them since. And every day I still wake up taking a deep, like a deep sigh of relief that like, mm. oh my God, I don't have to justify myself to anyone anymore. And that has been so liberating. Holy shit, that's yeah. not how that's not how that should be like I know people who have very supportive families who like they may not understand why why you know the son daughter whatever make certain decisions but they're totally there to love and support them regardless mm-hmm. I just never experienced that with family ever so mm-hmm. I'm like okay well until they're ready to support me and love me for who I am they don't get they don't get this 
they don't get any of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can be your witchy self and they they don't get freaked out by it. Yeah, yeah. It's a (laughs) win-win. Ever around someone where I have to explain or justify anything that I'm doing, like they are not my person. (laughs) They are not my people. And I'm just not into it. I'm just, I am 38 fucking years old. And I am exhausted from that. Like I am no longer living my life for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm living as a digital nomad. This has been something that I have wanted to do my entire life. And I'm celebrating, this is my sixth month as a digital nomad. I've lived like Ooh. the past year. Like who am I? Like you are- Right? <laughs> it's so incredible though, that when you, when you disobey when you disobey and do the things that society says that you shouldn't do but you feel called to do anyways when you do that the doors you open up for your world I mean infinite Mm. (laughs) right (laughs) it's so much more fun it's so rewarding it really is and it just feels good it feels like coming home to yourself finally yes coming home to yourself that is exactly it that is exactly it that is exactly how I have felt like you know as much as I had like that white picket lifestyle you know I had I had the the husband who would go to work every day and come home and we had the house and we had the pets and we had you know I just felt such a calling for more and if I had stayed in that marriage I would not have this life right now. And I'm so grateful for this life that I have right now and these opportunities that I have to do whatever it is that I want. It's like, <laughs> it's like your future self is thankful for your past self for the decisions she's made for herself instead yes. of for others. Yes, yes. So that's nice if you, if you like, if you translate this to where you are at now for those who are, who are listening right now, it's really like, if, if there's a situation that feels weird or off or that just sucks and you're struggling, for one moment, just ponder the question, like what would your future self need? Like just ponder who do you want to be? Who do you know to be? Um, and how do you imagine your future, like your best and most powerful empowered future? And then use this as like a true north for the decisions you are going to make in the now because at one point you're going to look back and you will thank yourself for having made that difficult decision but that was necessary you know something that i started asking myself i read um kara allwill she wrote um she's written a lot of stuff but girl code is one of them and girl on fire mm-hmm. other and she is all about like ripping up the rule book and living life by your own terms and she said one time I follow her on Instagram she's the champagne diet and she was doing like a Q&A people were asking her questions in her DMs she was sharing them and answering them and um someone asked like how do you make decisions about something or how do you know which way to go or what to do or something and she was like think about like just what you said she's like think about what the highest version of yourself, like that version of yourself that you want to be, that you are striving for, that, that place that you want to get to in your life, think about who she is in that moment and how she would respond and how she would act and then go do exactly that. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is, <laughs> this is good stuff. So I've been 
and it, it's been really helpful. Like if you're like struggling with any, anything like in your life or in your business and you're not sure what to do, just like, like you said, stop and ask yourself, what would the highest version of myself do? Like what, how would she respond if she was in her highest level of power in her life? How would she respond to the situation? And you're going to know, like your intuition is going to know. Yeah. That's something, I mean, when we're, when we're talking about how we're um, bringing magic into the work we're doing with our clients, that's, that's one of the things to get them in touch with their intuition more again, because if you're only living in your head and trying like the, the male hustle oriented, competitive, performative thing, and then keep wondering why you're feeling exhausted and depleted, um, the answer is right there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's so important to be connected with your body, like with, with your, with your pleasure and like with your feminine side and, um, get out of the head and connect with your, with your gut feeling, with your intuition. My new mantra. So I typically have a mantra for every year and sometimes they're kind of like funny mantras. Um, sometimes they're serious. And this year, actually within like the past two weeks, I've come up with a a midpoint, (laughs) a midpoint mantra for the year since we're halfway through the year. Mm. It is literally, if it is not an immediate fuck yes, it's an immediate fuck no for me. Mm -hmm. Like if I immediately am not jumping up and down, I don't care what opportunity this is in my life or my business. If I'm not immediately like, yes, this is great. This is perfect. I love this. Then it's a no because your body knows. Mm-hmm. Your it's similar totally it's similar to what Maren and Dina like the the other two uh, members of of the um, trinity who founded the Fakia community that's basically like our mantra too like if it's not a Fakia we're not doing it yeah yeah like whatever it is if it's not a Fakia we're not going to do it yeah no and I've like oh my gosh I have learned so many hard lessons by not listening to that there are consequences to not listening to that intuition, my friends. There are consequences. And there are also consequences to going with your fuck yeah. Because like, it's not like, oh, if I only go to with, uh, go with what feels great, then life will just like feel like a, like a walk in the park. And that's not true either. Yeah. And I know it might be triggering to hear us talk about like, you know, if it's not a fuck yes, I'm not doing it. And I'm just going to do this uh, from here on out. Um, I know I've been there where I found like women who were talking like that, like incredibly like triggering and like, yeah, it's easy for you because you're there already. But, you know, we all had that point where we made a decision, like I'm not putting up with this any longer and I want something different. And it's one thing to make that, de- that decision, but then you need to follow through and you need to take actions that support you to go in that new direction. And I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's not like that one golden pill that's, that's the remedy and the cure all, but that's, that's what coaches are for. That's what experts are for. That's what communities are for. Just bring yourself into the spaces that encourage your journey and that, that help you to get to where you wanna get to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, talking about like, working with the right people, Mm -hmm. you know, in your, in your life or your, or your business. Like if you're looking to work with a business coach or something like that, it's so important to really, really look at who you're 
working with, interview them, you know, go yeah. through interview a number of them um, before deciding, because obviously it's, it's going to be an investment, but you want to make sure that you're, you're working with the right person. Mm-hmm. As well. And like, for me, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a digital marketer. I, I build websites. I help people with their email marketing. I'm like a social media shrink is what I call myself, but oh my God, it is so much more than that. Like I'm like your business soul excavator. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes you are <laughs> you know and it's like and so people will come to me sometimes thinking that I'm going to help them with their content with social media and we don't even start with the social media part we start with like why did you start your business talk to me about the essence of what you want to achieve in your life in your business like let's go there first and people are often confused by that but it's like oh no I have a method to my madness <laughs> there's a method here Um, and that's kind of a little bit of how I bring the witchiness into my business because I'm just, I'm so much deeper. I'm such, you know, I feel like people talk about being a soulful entrepreneur and I feel like it's kind of gotten a little like, I don't know. Mainstream. Um, Yeah. Annoyingly trendy, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's so true for me. And I know it is for you too. Like we are Mm -hmm. soulful. We feel into every person we work with every project we take on, like it's more than just like, Oh, someone's coming here wanting help with, with their life or something like it's just so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to convey it. Yeah. I would go as far to say that soul comes before profit for me anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know there are so many on paper, successful people who are feeling so burned out and so dead inside because they are, trying to keep a soulless business alive Mm -hmm. and it makes all the difference to go from a soulless endeavor business life whatever to a soul-led one Mm -hmm. because that's like where you feel those sparks inside where you come alive again and it doesn't matter if you're making tons of money with it in the beginning or ever what matter, because to me it's so much more valuable to feel alive and to like go on adventures and to just enjoy your life experience Ugh. and the rest will follow yes no I love that so much it's I think you know working with either of us you know whether someone works with you and like figuring out life paths and their alignment and stuff like that. Or someone works with me to help them with their social media strategy. Like they're going to come away with so much more than just those things that they came to us with. Cause we're like, I went to school. We put a spell on them. (laughs) (laughs) I, I went to school to be an archeologist And while I'm not a physical archaeologist, I feel like I'm like a soul archaeologist. I will bring your personality out. (laughs) And you know what my past was? I I grew up on a farm, like growing growing crops and plants and stuff and and animals. And now I'm growing people. Like that's what my friends told me. They they were like, you you went from growing crops to growing people. I just need, I just, I just like have that intuitive sense of what nutrients and what like fertilizers and like what like light conditions they need to thrive. I love this is the best <laughs> conversation. You grow people. Not my, indu- 
I'm a sole excavator. Like it's, <laughs> why are we not doing a group program? I feel like we need yeah, we need to do one because you both get our hands dirty in the soil. <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. Oh my God, I love that so much. No, and I think, and not to like toot our horns, but fucking beep beep. This is needed. <laughs> this is so needed. Like, yeah. we don't need another like top tips for boosting your engagement on Instagram. Like we don't need those kinds of, you know what I mean? Because it's not like, oh my God, I hate the numbers game so much. And you're probably like, you work in social media and you don't like the numbers and the algorithm. No, <laughs> I hate that. It's like a rat race. Like we don't need more of that. We need more of female led businesses that are heart centered, that are soul focused, that are helping women, not just with either the strategy of their business or the you know, figuring out which path to take in life, but it's uncovering their true selves, getting to the bottom and the core of that. That's what is needed. Getting to them, unleashing them to the world, because I don't know about you all listening, but I am so sick of the egotistical male energy in, in the fucking world. The Putins, of the world. like, I'm so done with that. We need to be loud, <laughs> shout our feminine energy from the rooftops, and I just like all of that. That's, that's what we need. We need that so much. Yeah. We need men. Like I love men, um, but we, we, we do our own thing business wise and like to kind of um, crush, crush patriarchy because that's something men have fucked up as a whole. And I love how much fun you can have with men and I love how much fun we can have as women and how much magic and good stuff we can uh, work in the world if we're not trying to be like men I know I know I know he was a total game changer I think I read the book um what's it called from Mama Gina um Pussy a Reclamation last year totally recommend that book it was it was amazing it was mind-blowing because I thought I was connected quite well to my body to my pussy to my pleasure mm -hmm. and I read that book and I was like there was some kind of raging desire and like a, an aliveness in my body and in my pussy and also in the ways I work with my pussy I, I remember I had a male client last year and he like before our session it was in person he was like you know what, I'm a bit upset with you and I'm like, there's, I'm angry and I need to get something out. And I was like, yeah, sure. And like, I was, I was sitting across of him, like touching my thighs and like focusing on my pussy and like with a smile, like a little Buddha. And it took maybe two minutes and he was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm getting so much calmer now. Whatever you're doing, you're doing a great job with that. <laughs> whenever I call with clients that feel a little you know that that are having problems or that are trying to project stuff on me or that are like really a bit complex with, with all the stuff and I'm like this is really complex and and potentially draining um I will just sit in front of my mirror like with my panties off and just look at my pussy while I'm having that conversation it makes all the difference makes all the difference we get into a flow we find solutions it's easy it's yummy and I'm like 
I had I had to read that book last year. I was last year days old when I learned what you can do with like your your feminine magic and um, how important it is to be really um, plugged into your own pleasure, to your own power and femininity. It doesn't have to be hard. I love all of that. I need to, I think I know the book you're talking about, but I'm going to need to read that. It's incredible. Because you I love it. Just, like recently started exploring the world of pussy power. Because what the mess? This could be a whole other podcast in yeah. itself, but like, I mean, we're taught to stifle our pleasure, right? We're taught mm -hmm. that, oh, a woman's pleasure is not important. Mm -hmm. Like we're taught, you know. Yeah, rather rather write down Bible verses, right? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and so it, it feels, at least for me, it's felt like, wait, what? Pussy power? This sounds so weird. Like, what is this kind of a thing? But In like, the beginning, I found it disgusting. I was <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, go away. <gasps> yeah, but I... I I had a call with a friend um, who does like readings and tarot and things like that. And we were, she was talking to me about that and like tapping into that energy. And I was, that was the first time I was really like introduced to that. And I was like, interesting, this is fascinating. So I need to uncover more of this. So if anyone has recommendations for me, send them my way because I am all about learning about harnessing the power of the pussy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we need to talk some more. I know. We, we should make I'll this think sex and king next time we're talking about sex and kink. <laughs> this is semi-regular series every so often yeah. come and have a casual Friday. We just talk about like the crazy shit that nobody else talks the juicy about. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for being Where's my pleasure. Pleasure. I said pleasure. <laughs> and being willing to do something different. Of course you would be willing to, to do something different. We did, oh. we did the disobey with grace thing. What did you expect? <laughs> I know, I know. No, it's great. I love these conversations because they're so different and they don't follow a script. There is a hundred percent no script. We talked for maybe two minutes about a, a loose subject that we were going to discuss mm -hmm. and then it just kind of flows from there. So I don't script any of these ever. Uh, and that's the beauty of it. I love to I loved it. Who would have known we were going to end with pussy power? <laughs> the best. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for um, my next episode, which will be next week. Episodes drop every single Friday. If you love this podcast and you enjoy it, please leave me a review. I would love and appreciate that so much um, and share it with anyone that you think would benefit from listening to it. And I'm going to put all of Carolina's information in the description of this. So make sure you check her out. Disobey with grace. <laughs> have an amazing Friday. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carolina. Thank you for having me. Bye.